Hello, you're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community if we get some time. Hopefully this time we'll have some time. <laughs> and then uh, we and have, say goodbye. We, ha- we had a little bit of a hiccup today, so... Yeah. yeah. Tornadoes. Always good. Power outages are always good. And we just have just enough time <laughs> to knock out a podcast episode uh, before we call to quit. So it's, I guess it's uh, it was deemed to happen. This was deemed to happen. I hope. Hopefully it doesn't go back out. <laughs> Crossing fingers, knocking on wood, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, it's been it's been a couple weeks, and uh, we had a nice little uh, podcast episode we released last week, which yeah. um, hopefully was received well. I, I'm, I'm thinking it did. Had a couple people Based said on, it was a good yeah. conversation, mm-hmm. so that, that's always good that we have what people think is a good conversation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, without further ado, uh, you have anything to cover? I mean, I, I was going to say... That uh, quickly, I don't want to jump into Fate Go too much because I know that some people are like, eh, gaming. Uh, I found the, be- the best catalyst is when a tornado drops by nearby, your power goes out, you you log in via a hotspot, and then roll. And I, I got Gorgon, so there you go. Good for you. That's the catalyst. Just make a tornado happen. <laughs> Whose power? If you're ever in that situation, I guess, because I don't think anybody can create tornadoes. You can create fire tornadoes. We found that out in California. They spent billions of dollars figuring that out. I'm glad they could have just paid me that money. I could have told them how it works, but <laughs> oh well, that's how government works sometimes. But yes, uh, I guess we can jump right into it. We have our first bit of news we have here is Ben Presto dissolves and combines with Bandai Spirit. So Bandai Spirit, of course, is a subsidiary of the Bandai Namco Holdings. And uh, yeah, so that means that it's not gone, but at the same time... I don't know if they're going to change the name of the actual products themselves to something that's more Bandai or what, but that's that's you know what Ban uh, Ban Presto is, right? They're the ones that make the really yeah. cheap prize figures and stuff. You know, if you're looking for a really cheap figure, they're usually Ban Prestos, so they're they're usually pretty good quality. I think I have the only one that I have a Ban Presto. I think is a Yui from uh, K-On. I think that's a Ban Presto, but um, 
that's cool, I guess. Hopefully, we'll still get Man Presto figures in the end. But um, in other news related to that specific thing, which is kind of funny that it happens similarly close to each other. I'm not sure if one triggered the other. Or I'm sure this has been going in thoughts for quite a long time. But uh, Good Smile Company decided to create a new line of figures called uh, Pop-Up Parade. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. It's just all in one word, pop-up. But, uh, yeah, they're going to start making... I, I kind of coined it as Ban Presto-like figures. They're kind of quick. They, they're going to release them quickly. Uh, they said that just four months from the announcement, they're actually going to have you able to get them. So it's not like a year and a half yeah. currently with figures. So they're kind of smaller. They're about 17 centimeters in height. And, um, like I said, they're going to be more quicker more uh, affordable type figures. And I think the first one they have, of course, since it's a good spot company, is a Hatsi Miku one. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what else they release on that particular lineup. But um, interesting. They're only 3,900 Japanese yen. So that's probably what, like 35 bucks? 35, yeah, roughly. So yeah, the first one's releasing in June of 2019. So if you are a fan of Hatsi Miku, you're probably already buying that because if you were like me back when I was going crazy with the Hatsumiku figures, I knew the moment that they sneezed Hatsumiku. Yep. So, yeah. Next bit we have is if uh, it's... Then, and, then, and then Saber happened, and then she just took over. And that took and over, <laughs> and then I broke. No, I just ran out of space is really all it is, so... Um, I had a delay on my... I think it's a, my salt... my um, Jalter figures. And then you send me time. figure pictures. Why did you send me that? I what hate was that, you. What was that one? The the one from ReZero? Yeah. Yeah. It just happens. They're still releasing them, so that's good. It's good they're still releasing them. Bad for Chris. Yeah, I'm 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 still debating on that one. Oh, I can't. I can't. He's like, how I much? His, his, his response is, how much? And I'm like, <laughs> I just like threw out a random number, like 2,500 or something like that, or 25,000 or something like that. So I don't really know. I don't even know if it was Good Smile. I think it's Good Smile. It'd be, it'd be nice if it was Good Smile. If it's Good Smile, it's even worse. Yeah, it I means it's more I pricey, but better. I almost guarantee I'll get get it if it's Good Smile. There you go. Confirm, confirmation right there. I hate you. So the next bit we have is, if it's not if it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat a demon lord. Gets anime adaptation. So, win for lollies inspiring fathers to destroy anything and everything. Uh, the Japanese title is... Ready for it? Uchi no ko no tame naraba ore wa moshikashitara mao mo tauseru kamoshi renai. My gosh. Uh, yes, that's a light novel series written by Chiro Lu. Chiro Lu? Uh, the synopsis is, Dale is a cool, composed, and highly skilled adventurer who made quite a name for himself despite his youth. One day, on the job, deep in a forest, he comes across a little devil girl who's almost wasted away. Unable to leave her there and die, there to die, uh, Dale takes her, or I don't know if it's Dale or Dare. I'm assuming it's Dare because that's Japanese, but I don't know. It could be one of those weird English things they do. Uh, anyways, <laughs> he takes her to home and becomes her adopted father. Devil or not, Latina is beyond adorable, and the adventurer soon finds himself head over heels with being a parent. Uh, but why was she out in the forest to begin with? And why does she carry the mark of a criminal? That sucks that it's a demon girl. Because I was hoping it was actually his daughter. So hopefully it doesn't get weird. But who knows? It, it could be one of those ones where, you know, 
10 volumes in, suddenly she grows into a uh, large uh, demon chick and falls in love with them or something. Why do you have to go there? Because they go there. (laughs) (laughs) Bunny drop. Come on. Bunny drop. Come on. It just, it's just I, a weird hey, thing hey, they do I've never for some seen reason. anything past the, the, the show, so I don't know of anything that goes on past that. There's a thing that happens, so we'll just I, leave it there. No, I, I, I don't acknowledge anything past the, just, the show. It's just the show. The show is perfect. Mm-hmm. Leave it there. Don't even bother the manga. Yeah, that sounds cute. I mean, she looks definitely adorable. I cannot wait to see what comes of it. And... Um, Hopefully, there'll be one of those things where it's kind of a mix from, you know, like a, a, a fantasy bunny drop would be great. Something that has a, a sweet, adorable, because I like, I like the father stories whenever they do them properly. <laughs> the father stories are always good, so we'll see. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't know if they have the, I would assume they have the, the studio that's doing it yet. Let's see if I can find it. That's my premiere in anime, character synopsis Jane Allison here. It doesn't say. How weird. Well, hopefully it's a good studio. Moving on, we have Sentai Filmworks has confirmed that it will be dubbing season three of Haikyuu. I'm not sure why there was any doubt of this, but if you're a fan of Haikyuu, the dub is coming. That is one that um, me and Chris are way overdue in watching. Yeah, we are. And we're forever in the scowling eyes of logan from anime arcade because we have not watched it i think it's because logan likes it that i'm hesitant because i do have my my disagreements with logan so it was it was doing it was doing (laughs) fine it just got a little i heard it's got it's good with the characters and that's always what i look for in the sports shows so that is the positive there it Uh, got a little bit bogged down in a tournament and that kind of turned me off so Oh no! Oh no! I, I I guess I need to find out. Does anybody has anybody that's watched Haikyuu watched Big Windup and is it that same flavor? Because I loved Big Windup, and if it has that kind of uh, balance of s- the actual sport and the actual characters, and actually has really gripping sports segments. I mean, they had an entire series to one uh, match, and I just ate how it far up. into the first season did you get? Of IQ? Yeah. Uh, probably 15 minutes into the first episode. Yeah, and I, I got through the characters. The, I got through the first, the whole first season, and I got a good chunk of the second season, and I just, like I said, it did great in the first season, and then at some point during the second season, it got bogged down in a in a tournament, and that turned me off. It, but everybody's going on about this, the set the last half of the second season and yeah but, the second season it, but the problem is that everybody keeps pointing at the 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 uh the um the games and it's like okay that's exactly the problem that i had with it was the games well is it is it the matches themselves or is it the fact that they do a good job of building the characters that you are engaged in the matches they did, they were doing fine it, like i said it just it it became too much about the the and I, and I hate to say that because it is a sports show and that's what it's good at. So if you like the fact that it gets bogged down in the sports, then more power to you. I just like the more character aspects. And that was what the whole first season was about. Gotcha. Gotcha. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's a pain about to keep up as it is. <laughs> and Haikyuu's way down there on the totem poles of things we need to get caught up on. So yeah, moving forward, we have uh, Sony is stopping production on Vita models in Japan. 
So another death knell into the whole Vita concept. And this is the model 2000ZA11 and 2000ZA23, which I think is the aqua blue and black one. So I thought you gave up on that a long time ago. I did. I, it was sucks as I was here recently was thinking of getting a P, uh, PlayStation TV or I think they call it the place. I think they just called PS TV or something like that. They, they renamed it from the Vita TV and it's like like $300 now. I'm like, I should not have gotten rid of that $30 one that I got when it was on sale. Because uh, I realized that the batteries kind of die and I should have got one just so I can have my collection still have something playable on it. So, because all my PSP batteries blew up. I realized that recently. Mm-hmm. I was looking at my drawer and I'm like, holy crap, they're all blown up. I don't know where. I had a ton of PSPs. Got one for my dad just so we can play a game together. That's how much I liked uh, Valkyrie Chronicles 2 by a whole console <laughs> and a game just so you can play with somebody else. Yeah, it's just... And it's like the seventh year anniversary of it right now, so it's like it really, it really sucks. I paid like three hundred dollars for that thing back when it first came out. I loved it. Moving on, <laughs> uh, Japan's Council for Cultural Affairs agreed on a plan to create a comprehensive law banning the act of knowingly downloading illegal media from the internet. So this is expanding what they already have in play because you know how harsh they are on copyright issues. Uh, this now includes downloading images, illustrations, photographs, and copying, pasting song lyrics illegally posted on blogs and Twitter, and also taking screenshots. <laughs> how the hell do you... How do you... I guess it's when you actually confiscate the computers or whatever that you would find that. I don't know how you would possibly uh, police people just taking screenshots, unless, like I said, if you... They did something else, and you found that on their, like a screenshot of their computer or something like that. Seems a little weird. Seems a little out of touch with the internet, but that is their laws, and they are very heavy on the idea of not allowing pirated stuff. So, yeah, be careful with copying, pasting. <laughs> I like it specifically says copying and pasting lyrics, not just you know copying it. Like you took it and you pasted it somewhere. How dare you? Okay, meh. meh. <laughs> it's what, it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's see here. If you are still have not watched the Kiza Monogatari series, which if you have not, then that's a, a bad thing because the Kiza Monogatari movies were amazing. The trilogy of movies are now on Amazon, so you can go there digitally. Get rid of your, your sorry excuses. Yeah, it's, it's now there. You can't, you don't have, you have no longer excuses. Uh, so yeah, if you have Amazon in the United States, you can download it. It, of course, like all the Monogatari series, is only English subtitle. They have never dubbed it. So um, if you want to, you can rent it for three ninety nine. Each one of them. This is for each of them. There's three total. Each one of them you can rent HD for three ninety nine, or you can buy it for twelve ninety nine, or respectively, you can rent and buy it in standard definition for only ninety nine cents. So if you don't care about HD quality, it's a steal. <laughs> It's odd that it's it's odd that it's rent and buy for ninety nine cents. It's like just just buy the stupid thing that we don't have to worry about watching it in twenty four hours, or forty eight hours. I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, yeah, for those that don't know, if you rent a title on Amazon, um, you have thirty days to start watching it, and then when you start watching it, you have forty eight hours to finish it. So that's their whole deal. But cool, I like I like seeing more stuff available, especially in the movies. I mean, we had a big complaint about a Silent Hill, or a Silent Hill, <laughs> a Silent Hill, that sounds really wicked. 
<laughs> a silent voice not being available on iTunes, even though it was in other countries. Um, but um, hopefully we'll get that one here soon. Moving on. Let's see here. Art director Osamu Masuyama uh, is to work on a new Crunchyroll project. Uh, the art director was the one that did the Maiden Abyss series, or was the art director for Maiden Abyss. He also was the assistant art director for The Girl Who Let Through Time, and did backward art, background art for Your Name, Azamanga Dayo, uh, The Cat Returns, Spirited Away, and Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, so, And he's currently the visual advisor for conception of the Rising of the Shield Hero. So if you're watching that right now, they have a lot of really amazing people behind that show. I just realized here recently. But yes, uh, it was kind of dropped in the middle of the Anime Awards, and we'll get more into the Anime Awards later. Um, but uh, I was actually pretty surprised by that kind of popping out of nowhere. There's no information on if he's doing the directing for it or if he's just doing the art directing. If they have no idea what the title's called, nothing about the title, just the, that he is working with Crunchyroll, exclusively with Crunchyroll on this project. So, cool stuff. I always, always like seeing Crunchyroll kind of you know, assisting and producing new titles, it, you know, it's pretty cool. So there you go. Out of nowhere. I, I kind of like the, the, the new stuff they kind of threw in the middle of the awards. It was kind of a, a little refreshing thing to have announcements and stuff and PVs of new titles. So hopefully they'll keep doing that in the future. Excited? Yes. Yes. Anything from him is going to be great, I guess. <laughs> Let's see here. Princess Connect Redive smartphone game is getting an anime adaptation. For those who don't know what Princess Connect Redive is, it is a Psy Games mobile game. They're the ones that do things like Rage of Bahamut and whatnot. So that gives you an idea there's probably going to be solid character designs at least. <laughs> of course, currently Psy Games Pictures, which is their kind of production team, is working on Minaria Friends right now, or Mysteria Friends, as they translated it. So this will be another title from them that they will be producing. So cute character designs. One looks like Rem from... Uh, uh, how not to summon demon lord it looks like they have a saber character gotta have a saber character and then a kind of reserved caster girl so they got the archetypes covered and a, a, just a plain there's also that plain protagonist character back there that we don't care about so hopefully he's pretty solid we'll, we'll see we'll see <laughs> you ever realize that side games hates us why is that they gave us rage of the bahamut right they right. took it away from us how they took it away they yanked it from the u.s servers they 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 don't like us. <laughs> you mean like streaming it? No, the the actual game. Oh, the game. I oh, got gotcha. We had it. We were playing it, and then they took it away from us. I'm assuming that we Wasn't had too enough? many people. No, I think that too many people were cheating. Cheating? Yeah. Uh -huh. I think that was the rumor that was going on at the time. That's a bummer. I didn't know it was here. Why didn't anybody tell me? Yeah, we did. Yeah, you did. You played it with me for a little while, and then and I kept playing it for a little I while, know. and then then I we gave up on it. I never played it. It was it was pretty much a hit the button and you go through the forest and then things would pop up. Yeah, yeah. That was all it was. All right. Uh, let's see here. The live action film for Kakaguriri is getting a novel, so that's interesting to get a novel based off a of live action specifically <laughs> uh but it was going to be written by the original creator's brother too so that's that's another interesting thing kind of they they keep the kakagurides in the family apparently so if you are a big fan of the series or if you even watch the live action which i have i haven't even peeked at that one but i i assume that's probably even as creepy as the actual anime <laughs> if you're a fan of it then 
rejoice. There's a light novel coming. No word on if it's going to get a, uh, an actual license over here, but we'll see. We'll see in the future. seems like there's more of that stuff getting picked up. And since Kakuguriri is a popular series, I'm certain that I think Yen Press is doing the, the manga right now. That we'll, we'll get the rest of it. So cool stuff. Let's see here. Uh, Square Enix reveals... The, the, the new sad thing is, is at what point do we switch over? Because... <laughs> switch over what? To the light novels and mangas. Oh, I'd I never probably. <laughs> I, I can't even finish uh, Spice and Wolf, so why would I want to switch over? But no, I agree with you. If Technically, if I didn't have, you know, 30 plus shows to watch a season... Exactly. I'd have plenty of time to read. Uh I I don't know. There's just something. I just would think there's more of a uh, connection to anime than than the manga. I know that the manga and light novels are popular, but I don't know there's as much of a community for that as as anime. And the other problem that I see in this is even though there is more adoption of it and there is more stuff getting simulpubbed, it's still it's, it's still, still one of those ones where it's hard to get it in sync with everybody. Mm-hmm. Anime is really easy to get in sync with people. I mean, you you literally you, you turn on the thing and oh, there's the episode for the day. Boom, you watch it and then you can connect with people about what happened that day. So I just don't see that in manga. Manga, I can I can see it as something that yeah, you can you can post. We read this particular thing this day, but since there's such a vast and there's such a larger amount of manga and light novels. It's harder to get get in touch with people that are all list, all reading the same thing you are. It was there's just it, so back, many multiple facets to it that just doesn't work. Back in back in my my evil um, uh, piracy days. Piracy days, yes. <laughs> um, I remember uh, Bleach. We had this entire Bleach forum, and everybody had these chapter markers. If you read this chapter, this was that day, and everything like that. But the the forums got insane with how many chapters and everything like that. Yeah, so. we, we'd be essentially like we'd drop an episode of the podcast and it would be us going, well, now we're on 265 of this manga and hopefully you've read that one. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's way too it's way too hard to get in sync with people with that particular stuff. I mean, but yeah, like we, we've mentioned before, we'd love to do more reviews of them. It's just getting the time to do it because we've gotten our community based off the anime, not yeah. the manga. So maybe, maybe at some I wasn't point, saying, I wasn't saying that we had to switch over. No, I was just saying what? <laughs> with, with how things are going with the actual anime sphere, like the dove sphere and all the controversies happening and the fears that things are going to get censored. It might come to a day where that's where we turn to. Yeah. I mean, that it, that thought has crossed my mind. Sadly. It's just, it's just that it, it's, it's becoming such uh, that, that all this stuff is out and it's like, it's not fair. I really, really want to go deep dive into Grimgar. We can't because we just don't have time to read it. And yeah, that's been that's been popping in my head again recently too. And well, that and Ray Zero. I mean, we we, yeah. we we finally have them, and now I finally have them. I, I can have, continue. I have an entire <laughs> an entire batch of uh, No Game No Life, and I haven't gotten ch- time to read those. Finally, stopped buying them. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, and there's, there's some of them that I, I'm happy that I'm keeping up on them, even though I haven't read them, because, like, I look at Snafu. Snafu is going out of print, and I'm so glad that I bought them when I did, because they're not even on right stuff anymore. And they're not even listed as, you know, you can, you know, notify me when they come in stock. They're literally not there. So I, I want to keep them. I want to keep building them up so that if that happens, I have them. 
Anywho, that, that was a side tangent. That was kind of fun. But yes, uh, Square Enix reveals a new smartphone game. Last idea. Square Enix, you got to work on the names. <laughs> Final Fantasy, last idea. These are kind of things that normally is a death nail to your concept, but you just throw it out there anyways. But yes, this is releasing in spring 2019 in Japan on iOS and Android. It utilizes a new patent interface called Smart Command for hack and slash battle system. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. They'll, currently, they just have a video showing the character kind of floating. It looks very uh, live 2D ish, which seems to be the popular thing to do right now. So, um, which burns up my phone that I've realized with Destiny Child. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I really do like the live 2D. It looks really cool. But um, at the same time, I do kind of like my more elaborate artwork that uh, just plain 2D works. I'm going to start having that issue now. Why can't they make games with just regular 2D art? No, it needs to be CGI with live 2D. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, then, and then Polygon Pictures will release an app, and I'll go, yes, I like CGI now. The Gundam Origin TV compilation is to premiere on April 29th. So if you have not watched the Gundam Origin, which is a crime because it's an amazing series, uh, you can look forward to the actual TV broadcast of it that hopefully Crunchyroll should pick up. So cool stuff. Really, really good series. Definitely go check it out if you have not yet. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite. I think it did. Did I, did I say that was my favorite Gundam? I think I did say it was my favorite Gundam overall. I don't think so. If, if fights with the um, 08th MS team, but no, uh, War in the Pocket. I don't know if War in the Pocket beat or not. We have to eventually do our top list of Gundams. That way I can put it out there and then I can reference it whenever I forget. <laughs> go check that out. But yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. See here, Nippon Ichi Software and Acquires uh, previews their new survival game for the Switch and PS4. This is going to launch in Japan on May 30th. Uh, they revealed the five main characters for it already, and it is uh, said to be a survival game in the ruined uh, Akihabara. So, kind of like a post-apocalyptic. Uh, it looks like it's supposed to be a third person traveling around in the Akihabara setting. With everything kind of overgrown and everything like that, uh, maybe a crafting system involved with it. I am totally on board with this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm curious to see how it turns out. I think weren't they the people that did the? I think they're the people that did the um, the uh, what was it called? Uh, Akiba trip. I'm not sure. It looks very Akiba trip uh, with the character designs and stuff in the game. But yeah, I I, I kind of like those post apocalyptic games so. Unfortunately, there's no gameplay. There's just one screen cap of her kind of standing out there and then some menus and then some uh, little still arts that they have in the the thing that are probably going to tell stories. But hopefully eventually we'll get some actual gameplay footage and see how it actually plays. <laughs> but cool stuff. If you're a fan of the of the gamings and you like the animes, it's definitely a nice little breather too, hopefully. Hopefully we'll get it on Switch. And just hopefully we'll get it here. Oh, it's already it is on, on Switch. Switch. Ah, good, 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 good. Okay, okay. All right. Let's see. Sad news in response to our discussion about Switch. Uh, sad news that uh, Reggie Fisame has uh, announced his retirement from Nintendo. He was, of course, the president and COO. Uh, he's going to be retiring on April 15th. Uh, my body is not ready. I had to throw that joke in there. I'm sorry. He did, he did say in his goodbye message that <laughs> his body is still ready. He, I, I did, I, okay. 
I just want to get it out there. The reason why I'm kind of bringing this up is just, yeah, it is it is technically sad for me. Because while I don't know Reggie personally, he was he was one of the reasons why I enjoyed the Nintendo Directs and stuff like that. He's just a goofy guy. Uh, he accepts all the goofy memes that are made after him. He just plays along with it. He's not afraid of making fun of himself. Uh, I mean, I, I remember the whole puppet uh, direct they did, which was hilarious. Uh, the the Robo, the the what was it called the Reginator whole sequence. He's just a really fun guy, and I've always enjoyed watching him on the stage. And uh, it's going to definitely be sad to see him go. He did say that he is, you know, there's he has no health issues. He just wants to retire and spend time with his family, and he's grateful for everybody. He's currently he was currently training up Doug Bowser, who'll be taking over it, which is really funny that his name is Bowser <laughs> because he basically gave the Mushroom Kingdom to Bowser. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, the current senior VP of Sales and Marketing, uh, which is Doug Bowser, will be taking over as the president. So sad, and I I definitely wish him to have a great retirement and have fun, and hopefully he'll still kind of pop in here and there as a cameo. Sad to see him go. Are you? Are, were you partial with it, Reggie? Yeah, I like him. Just that. Just I like him. I. I. Well, okay. Nothing my, else. My biggest memory of him was I, both the puppet thing and uh, him bashing people because everybody was n- not bashing people. He was poking fun back at because everybody was bashing Nintendo for not giving up and and going into software only, and he was poking back and saying look and let us run nintendo and you guys just enjoy what we give you <laughs> yeah i mean he he has been through highs and down lows i mean he went through the whole wii which was the most successful console ever pretty much uh he of course had to deal with the lows of the wii u and i'm he had he had a pretty strong straight face when he was dealing with the criticisms of the wii u and then he just pretty much is i guess that's the probably the reason why he's leaving now is he's leaving with you know, on a high the, note. The Nintendo on a high, high note. So, yeah, definitely wish him good luck, and um, we'll sad to see him go. Which is, but. which is, I, I'm I, no doubt, partially to him that he actually, I'm sure he was able to poke in there and say, "Look, this is how you you deliver this to the Americans, and that's what we need is somebody who can communicate between the two of us." Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, next bit here we have is Bones' original Carol and Tuesday to premiere on April 10th. So that will be a spring show, and I cannot wait. Um, they released a full PV, which I'm going to play because I want Chris to see it and respond to it, if he has not yet. Have you watched it yet? The last one I've seen was uh, not this, I'm sure. Okay. You knew that was going to be crack for me. It is absolutely gorgeous the music's beautiful the sound is beautiful it it looks amazing i <laughs> the words cannot describe how hyped i am for this show when it comes out in the spring uh of course the director is going to be uh, shinichiro watanabe of course did oh, uh, bebop kids in the slope <laughs> terror resonance so you know has that pedigree there being done by studio bones so it just it screams that it's going to be high quality i just hope that they keep that quality going way through. I'm sure because it's Bones and Watanabe, they're not going to trip or anything. But yes, it's it looks fantastic. I I am so so hyped for it. Uh, let's see here. They had also the <laughs> they actually have people playing it that are of the race of the characters. So you actually have 
a black lady that's going to be playing as Miyuri, and of course, a white girl is playing <laughs> Kana, of course. Really cool that they're actually keeping everything true. The website describes the story as 15 years have passed since mankind began migrating to the new frontier, Mars. Uh, it's an age where most of the culture is produced by AI. The people are content to be passive consumers. As a girl, scrapping uh, a living in the metropolis of Alba City, she's working part-time while trying to become a musician. Uh, she always felt like something is missing. Her name is Carol. Uh, there's a girl born to a wealthy family in province town of Herschel City. Uh, she dreams of becoming a musician, but nobody around her understands. She feels like the, uh, like the loneliest person in the world. Her name is Tuesday. Uh, chance meeting brings them together. Uh, they want to sing. They want to make music together. They feel like they just might have a chance. The two of them are only created, are only create a tiny wave, uh, but the wave will eventually grow into something larger. So, super hype! Cannot wait. April cannot come faster. Ah, uh, yeah, spring's looking pretty crazy, but at the same time, winter has been pretty crazy too. So, it's. It's already feeling like this is going to be like an insane year. I mean, I, I know that winter, I, I, winter twenty eighteen alone was amazing. So, but I don't think overall twenty eighteen had anything that's going to be like I'm going to look back on that and remember that show. Granted, things like Hinamatsuri was like classic. There was a lot of shows that that year that I mean, a place for the universe stuff like that. Uh, Marston's like Alliance ending, all that stuff was fantastic, but. Um, this year is looking like it's stacking up insanely. Like Kaguya-sama, Love is War. That's been really great this season, too. <laughs> Which, speaking of, have you anything else to say on that one? Other than that you're hopefully hyped, too? Yes, and, and lips. I am extremely... He has a yeah. thing for the lips. I'm not sure what that's about, but... It, it just, it's it's one of those signs that, that the art, they actually care to make sure that it looks good, so... And and, and I, as you can see, the in the entire thing, everything was freaking amazing. The hair, the the eyes. I mean, just shoot. I mean, it was pure crack for me. So, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Watch anime. Like I said, uh, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. Speaking of which, the is getting a live action for it. Um, it's going to be opening in September fifth in Japan. But uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, that's one that I'm really hesitant about because whenever whenever live action Japan, whenever they do live actions, it's like whenever they get like really goofy or whatever, it's kind of it's kind of cringy. <laughs> but if any show can pull off being able to take that goofy looking characters, I, I'm I'm assuming they're going to probably act out the characters' expressions when they're shocked or whatever or they're struggling over thought processes that it might actually work out in the end. <laughs> If they do it well enough, so I'm actually I'm actually kind of curious as to how that'll turn out. But if you're not watching the anime, you need to go watch the anime, please. Uh, yeah, excited for that one. A little bit, a little. Bit. I, I I could see it, just a little bit. Uh, let's see here. Crunchyroll is currently working through their rights issues they're having with the season one of Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia. For those who don't know, Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia are technically licensed by Funimation. So they have both dropped off their website. They do still have the current season, season one or season two and season three, but uh, respectively, depending on which one you're talking about. 
but they said that they're currently working on getting them put back on the site, but that is kind of one of those things where they're going to be at the mercy of Funimation on that one. It doesn't sound like they had too, too well of a breakup in the end. So you might end up having to go to Funimation for those, or Hulu if they have them on there. Unfortunate, but yeah. I'd go to Hulu first. I would go to Hulu first, yes. <laughs> Especially right now, because I've heard whispers that the unsub button is not working on Funimation's site. I've heard other people say that it's, for, oh, it's working. Their, so. site, their site is so messed up. <laughs> it was funny because, of course, you know, with the things going on with the with Vipinanya and stuff like that, it, it's like the initial thought is everybody's like, oh my gosh, they, they broke the button because two people are unsubbing. I'm like... No, technically, their site always, sucks. always sucks. <laughs> I, I, my mind immediately went to, oh, yeah, that was that one time when Chris was trying to unsub. And I think <laughs> I had problems with unsubbing, too, when I when I unsubbed a while back. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's, just the, it's just the site sucks. So don't immediately think malice. That's technically illegal if they did that. I'm sure they would not do that because, yeah, they could get sued for that if anybody actually wanted to pay for that. Anyways, fun stuff. And speaking of Funimation, they mentioned that uh, Fumi Nori uh, Kizaki has announced a new sci-fi cyberpunk film project at C2C, or that he's going to announce one at C2C. And of course, C2C is C2E, C2E2. I don't know why I'm messing that up. Uh, is going to be running from March 22nd to 24th. So around that period of time, look forward to seeing a new announcement from Funimation or uh, Kizaki specifically. Of course, he did he did directorial work for Afro Samurai, and um, this project is going to take place in Tokyo in 2036, and is going to explore the role of humanity. So, always up for some more cyberpunk, and I think if anybody can might be able to pull that off, it might be him because Afro Samurai was was really well received. So we'll see that's, if he can pull this off. I never watched it, but I you, did like. You didn't? I want to say that I did, but I don't remember anything about it. So I'm going to assume that sure I probably seen, just watched parts of it. I'm pretty sure you you watched it. You were trying to get me to watch it at the time. It, it's no, always been you're, on you're my... thinking of... Um, what was the other one called? Samurai Champloo? Yeah, I think you're thinking of that one. Uh, I really like Samurai Champloo. And that would be one that I would probably get you to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are on my, my, my list of shame. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Cool stuff, though. I'm like I, said, I know that a that. lot of people love that for Samurai, so... Yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, let's see here. River's Edge, live-action film from Japan, is set to stream on Netflix in the United States. This one is going to be posting on March 1st, so mark your calendars if that uh, any of this sounds interesting to you or if you know that it's coming. Uh, the manga centers around Haruna Wakagusa, a high school girl living in a town during the 1990s, and Ichiro Yamada, a bullied, a bullied gay teen. Uh, Haruna gets to know Ichiro after she helps Ichiro uh, while he is being while he's being bullied by Kanonzaki, Haruna's ex-boyfriend. While together, they see a dead body by the riverbank, and they that becomes their shared secret. That just got dark real quick. Well, I guess it was technically dark halfway through it <laughs> with the bullying stuff, but yeah, definitely sound interesting. I might actually jump on that when it pops up. So we'll we'll see. Excited for that one? That sounds you, interesting. Yeah. It sounds like a drama, but eh, live action. Live action and drama is... I, I don't know. They do... Sometimes their dramas work out and sometimes they don't. It, it really depends on how hard they push the envelope on the drama. 
is when it kind of gets cheesy. So, and a story like that, if it does get cheesy, that would that would break it really quickly. So, all right, uh, fans of the Radiant anime, apparently it's been doing well because they've already announced the second season, which will premiere in October, and this of course will be running for twenty one episodes as well. So. They're getting up there on the 42 episode mark. I'm kind of curious if I should have jumped on that bad one. Because I haven't, but I haven't really, I'm thinking a different show. I haven't heard anybody talking about it. So if you're watching Radiant and it's really good, tweet me or something. Let me know if it's, if it's, if it's turning out solid as a shonen or not. Just another one of those ones where it's like, do I want to get into another shonen? (laughs) Do I want to get into another endless shonen? I don't know. So. Congratulations to the fans. You're going to get more. That's that's what that's all I have to say. I'll leave it at that. Uh, fans of Love, Chinubio, and Other Delusions. The Take On Me anime film is going to be put on High Dive. Or it's already on there, actually, technically. Yeah, it's it's already on there. It was, in, it was on there on February 18th, so I'm off by five days. I'm sorry. So, yeah, if you have not watched the movie for the Love, Chinubio, and Other Delusions, it's, it's up there. I need to buy that so we can watch it. Yep. You could support me by it. Don't worry, Andrew. We'll get it eventually. No, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to get it, Andrew. <laughs> uh, more happy news. Uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is confirmed. Yes, this time it's confirmed. It's yes, getting you have a to buy that season. one, too. Uh, what, the second season of yes. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon yeah, Maid? you have to buy it. It's not even out yet. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of a break, and then when it comes out, you have to buy it. Okay. And even though I'll probably buy like 15 more monogaturis in that time. Anyways, uh, Miss Kodobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yeah, we've had like tons of like fake announcements that this was going to be a thing. It was a lot of, I don't know if it was just misinformation or people just trolling people. Uh, and then a recent here, probably about a couple weeks ago, I, I seen on my feed on Twitter that people were going, holy crap, yes, another season's coming. But everybody was like, oh, the source is kind of broken. Or the link to it is kind of broken, so don't get your hopes up yet. Uh, but apparently, the actual uh, eighth volume of the manga—I think it was it, yeah, eighth volume of the manga—actually has a wraparound that says, "Yes, it's coming." So <laughs> we finally got a hundred percent confirmation it's coming. So no word on when it's coming, but uh, I am excited for that. I, I more please, more please. But it, there is a question though that technically. On one hand, I'm like, but that was a really solid conclusive ending. But at the same time, it wasn't, even though I love that conclusive ending, that wasn't what made the show for me. It was the characters. It was their interactions. Uh, the concepts of them kind of learning about humans and whatnot was really, really cool. So, and family. 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 It's all about family. So, excited? Yes. Yes, cool. By far. On the same boat. Uh, interesting news here. It, uh, it might not affect anything, but you might want to know about it. Uh, the Monogatari series selections and Zoku Wadamari Monogatari uh, posting when they actually are going to be premiering on television uh, apparently is going to be taking over the slot that Sword Art Online Alicization Arc is currently on. So not quite sure how that is going to affect the later half of this second core. But they probably will just shift it to another time slot, and we might even notice a difference. But there is a fear that they might push it back. I doubt that because that's several weeks that they would be missing episodes, which would push them off into the summer season. So we'll see 
how it turns out. Of course, we already knew that the that Sword Online was going to be a split core, so that might actually be concluded by then. I'm not I'm not positive. Well, when, when was I saying that um, that spring show was starting from from Bones, the Tuesday one, April 10th? Yeah, that's starting on April 6th, so they might be concluded by then. But we'll we'll see we'll see how it turns out because I know that once this second core ends for Alicization, they're going to take a break. I think so. We'll see. We we shall see. I see. I'm excited for that because hopefully when that happens, we get Monogatari series here. We can watch Soku Monogatari already, so we can finally put a a conclusion to that. Uh, let's see here. I lost my place. Sorry. Let's see here. The web anime Miru Tights revealed their main cast. I did not even know this thing existed, but it's right up our alley in talking about things that are kind of we weird. shouldn't be talking about, but they're kind of <laughs> weird in their anime. <laughs> but it's apparently a web anime series that follows uh, three girls who are obsessed with tights. Uh, and it's weird because they actually, when they're confirming the characters, they actually state them in how they like their tights. Uh, we have Yua, uh, let's see here, um, yeah, Yua Nakabeni, who likes 30 denier tights, or sheer types. We have Rin Aikawa, who likes 60 denier types, or tights, which is opaque. And then we have uh, Homi Moegi, who likes 110 denier tights, which are thick. So... (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I just imagine the round table of like, guys, I got an idea for a fantastic anime. All right, hit us with it. I'm ready. Or as Reggie would say, my body is ready. And it's like, think about it. Three girls who all love tights. And not just that, but they each like different types. And like, okay, but what's the premise here? They really like tights. I mean, (laughs) that's the idea. (laughs) Oh, man. It's just... Japan is Japan. so special. It's just Japan. <laughs> I think that's a spring show. I want to say I see on the spring listings, but I might be wrong. It, of course, it is a web anime, so it can probably fall anywhere. We'll see. That is definitely one on my radar, though. Just because we're weird and we like to cover everything, it will be covered if we can. We'll see. All right, well, that's all the main ticket news. All we have left is licenses and then some discussional topics. Uh, first one we have here for Seven Seas, they announced that they got the manga for Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out. Uh, this one covers Saku, Saku, uh, Sakurai Shinichi. One wish is to be a little, is a little peace and quiet. Is that one, one wish is a little peace and quiet. <laughs> Uh, Uzaki, uh, his boisterous, well-endowed upperclassman, has other plans. Does he have She's a kohai. Okay. Uh, all she wants to do is hang out and poke fun at him with the help of her chipper, charm, and peppy uh, persistence. This might just uh, be the start of a beautiful relationship. So that sounds fun. I always like my teasy shows. So there you go. Uh, Discotech announced they have uh, rights to Appleseed OVA, uh, Kyokara Mao, and Gakuen Utopia Manabi Straight. And I think I've watched all those except for Kyokara. 
I'm trying to remember segments of uh, Utopia Manabi straight. I do recognize the characters, so it might be one of those ones I watched YouTube videos of. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it looks like they're doing a Blu-ray release of that and Kyokara Mao. I'm not sure about Appleseed. That might just be DVD. We'll see, though. They have been doing a lot of Blu-rays lately, so maybe they might do a SD Blu-ray. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. They also slated the English subtitled uh, Lupin the Third Part 4 Blu-ray for April 30th. So, good news for the Lupin the Thirds. All right. Then we have Dark Horse picked up uh, Miss Koizumi Loves Ramen Noodles manga. So, if any of those fans of the animated series, me not being one... <laughs> Look forward to the manga. Nothing gets those that like it. Just did not work for me. But, you know, Andrew and his dislike for food porn. So, let's see here. Lastly, we have Viz Media picked up Junji Ito's No Longer Human manga. So, cool stuff there. I might end up picking that up because Junji Ito. Solid stuff. Crunchyroll Anime Awards results. Of course, we had the Crunchyroll Anime Awards here recently. We just mentioned the whole idea that they did that uh, announcement on uh, their stream. Uh, but yeah, for now that we have all the decisions, I thought we'd run through it and maybe discuss a couple of the decisions. For those who don't know, uh, full disclosure, I was one of the judges for the Crunchyroll Anime Awards this year again. Again, I thank Crunchyroll for having me be a part of it. Um, but yes, uh, I, I think... I guess to get it out there, the 2016 Anime Awards was mostly seen as being a, a kind of a, it was a first time kind of thing. And so they had a lot of rough edges. It was fully fan voted. Uh, it got kind of overtaken by certain shows. Uh, the second uh, iteration of it in 2017, I thought was a lot better. I, I loved being a judge in that one. They had a great system in play. And I think what came out of it was a solid list of stuff. Even though, like this year, uh, My Hero Academia took over quite a bit. But hey, it is technically uh, voted by the fans. And there is a lot of fans of My Hero Academia versus pretty much everything else on the list. So it's kind of expected. Uh, this year, I wasn't I wasn't too happy with how it turned out. But that's, you know, I'm, not, I'm only one person. And there was a lot more judges this time around. So... In the end, I think a lot of what kind of came out of it was mostly uh, the other judges and they're what they like, and which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, they have what they love. I have what I love. And what kind of, I, I did have, I think, two of them were my picks that actually were ones that I picked for and they actually won, which was the Japanese voice actor Mamoru Miyano from uh, Zombieland Saga. Uh, he won best Japanese voice actor, and I was very happy about that. I did push Darling the Franks, amongst other things, uh, for the best OP, and that one ended up being in the final listing, so that one did win, which I was happy about that. And what was the other one that it was one that I was going after that one? Maybe that was it. <laughs> that might have That might have been it, so... That gives you an idea of what I chose. Oh, animation, Violet Evergarden. That was one of the ones I did pick and I tried to push early on. So I was happy to see that one win Best Animation because it was a very gorgeous show, no doubt. 
Uh, but yeah, pretty much everything was not really in my highlights. And of course, most people know that I wasn't a big fan of Devilman Crybaby. It took over quite a bit. Uh, I love My Hero Academia, but not enough that I would probably pick it in a lot of these categories. But again, um, I'm happy for those that wanted it to win. It did win. So uh, what was your thoughts? I mean, did you look into it at all or did you pretty much not? <laughs> I didn't bother. Like I said, I was, <laughs> I was really, really frustrated. And so I just kept my mouth shut on everything i don't i i like that they're doing this as a as an attempt and i love that they're reaching out to us to uh to work with them and so i try not to bash the system too much if if that uh for lack of a better term uh, but it is it, it is what it is yeah i i have my I have my misgivings for how some things were handled, but I don't know what all I can discuss or even should discuss because a lot of that stuff is kind of, yeah, burning a bridge if you kind of get into some of that stuff. So I I will say that, like I said, there was a lot of judges and this is what kind of came out of it. I'm only one voice. Uh, Not to excuse myself. (laughs) It's more of a thing of it is what it is kind of thing. But to run through the ones that win, uh, we have protagonist one, uh, Remedu, Remedu uh, Tempest from uh, that time I got reincarnated with slime. I'm perfectly fine with that. I think Remedu is a fun main character. I don't think he's, he's not, he doesn't have much depth to him, but he's a really solid guy. So it's like, I can't complain as him as a person because he's just a really cool guy and he makes for a great show because he's such a, uh, a welcoming person. I mean, it is, I mean, if you wanted to look into it even further than what you can, what you, I technically probably should, is that it's, it's, it's kind of, it's similarly to Outbreak Company, where it's kind of has this very subtle message of kind of accepting everybody, no matter who you are. It's almost like a very race accepting kind of show. So that was kind of a, a cool element of that character that kind of makes me really love that show. So are you a fan of Remedy? Being I a winner, I, I don't I don't remember what the other ones were. Do you do you have the list? Uh, let's see here. Ritsuko from Agretsuko, Agretsuko, uh, Yumiko from um, Kakagorudi. Uh, let's see here, Joe from um, Megalobox. We have Sakata Azuzakawa who from uh, Rascal Does Not Dream, Spun Girl Senpai, and Violet from Violet Evergarden. I would probably go with Violet Evergarden or Joe, mostly on the fact that they've they did the most changing over time. Gotcha. Most character built. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things. When we're even when we're doing our top list, it's like there's that struggle between yeah waifu or just like really good character. I mean, I I technically did that when we were doing our. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you joined it on it or not. Uh, I technically did that when we were doing that. It was like, okay, here's one list and here's the other list. It's like, this is the the waifus, the cutest characters, and then here's the ones that are like really solid characters. Like, for example, I remember I put in the waifu area the be the beginning character. I forget what her name is. I thought she was a solid uh, female character in that show. So, uh, antagonist we had all for one. My Hero Academia. Uh, technically, it wasn't a huge uh, plus for me. <laughs> I I. It just it doesn't it didn't seem like we got much of him so I I, I kind of shrugged at that one a little bit. Uh, we had Ryo Asuka, which I believe he was from Devilman Crybaby. Uh, we had All for One from My Hero Academia. Akane Shinjo, that one was definitely one that I was pushing initially. Uh, so maybe that was one of the ones that was 
a good reason why that one was there was was, was me because I thought Akane from uh, SSS Gridman was amazing. Uh, Yuri, which one was Yuri? I forget who Yuri was. Uh, we have uh, Tokushiru Surumi, which again I'm not remembering where that one's from. <laughs> and Momonga from Overlord season three. So I would probably go Yuri on that one. Oh, Yuri from Megalobox. That's right. I'm Doof sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I would have gone Akane. But I guess Yuri... No, I would go with Akane I I, over Yuri a, in a heartbeat. Like, so much depth to that character. Exactly. So much depth to that character. I mean, she was, in the end, like that kind of secret main character, so to speak, because it was all about her in the end. I mean, it, it kind of gave just to that, that she was more than just a, ma- for, a villain. The only problem with All for One, and, and, and it's not... It's not I'm not bashing all for one as a because he's a great antagonist. The problem is is that he hasn't had enough time to bloom. If for lack of a better term, he's he's there. He is the bad guy. His pupil is who we get this perspective yeah. of because he's molding his pupil. So he's the pupil is who we see exactly. Most of. We haven't we haven't gotten enough of him yet to see him in his full potential. And I. I acknowledge that one him. conversation was pretty solid, but I didn't get enough out of him. Yeah. So. Uh, we had Best Boy. Uh, <laughs> I think the second time is Deku <laughs> from My Hero Academia. Uh, let's see who was in that one. Hopefully I can remember who all these names are, because I didn't put the shows down on this other list, so I apologize. Uh, Best Boy, we had Honda-san from, of course, the comic uh, comic manager, or whatever, comic, Honda-san. Uh, Izuki Midoriya. Uh, we have uh, Kotaru Tatsumi, which I'm blanking on that one. Kotaru. Kotaru. Anyways, uh, Haida, which again, I'm not remembering. Joe from Megalobox and Sakutug and from Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunnigar Senpai. So I think Haida was from Agritsuko. Uh, Kotaru Tatsumi. Tatsumi, Tatsumi. I recognize the name. Tatsumi. Tatsumi. Yeah, I cannot type right now. Tatsumi. Um, Kotaru. Maybe that was, um, yeah, the guy from Zombieland Saga just bond on me. <laughs> and see, that one, what came of the actual decision, I would probably still give it to Kotaro because he made that show. Like, that show was an absolute blast. And a good portion of the reason why it was, was him. Yeah, but what are you going for best boy for? I mean... Out of that list, yes, that's the the best boy that I choose. That's I all I could probably say. I don't have pay. anything for Joe. I don't have anything for Honda-san especially. I do love his Seiyu. Uh, there's but, nothing there. But see, but see, okay, that's protagonist okay if i was going protagonist i would go with kotaro if i'm going for best boy or best girl i'm going for this is the one that i just have a love for and that i would probably give to midoriya and that that's just me i guess but he's won two years in a row so you can't say that No, I, I really have zero connection to Midoriya. I, I'm sorry. He's probably the least interesting character well, in the show. I, I, mean, I was out solid of the, with out him of the, in the first season, but... Out of the entire list, I mean, who am I in love with? I'm technically in love with Midoriya more than any of these other guys. I Not just in love with them. Not I, well, uh, that's what I go with with best girl or best boy. That's. I'd hang out with Kotaru. 
Yeah, I wouldn't hang I out would with the rest of them. I wouldn't hang out with the rest of them. No, I kind of would hang out with Joe. And Sakata is technically a cool guy. Anyways, moving on. We have uh, Best Girl was decided as being my Sakurajima from Rascal Does Not Dream About a Girl Senpai. I was perfectly fine with that. She was she was an awesome character in there. Uh, the other girl in there that I technically pushed and was the one that I would probably go for if out of all of them was Anzu. Anzu, any day of the week. I That is best girl of the entire year, easily. The other ones were Lily from um, Zombie Lion Saga. Again, Hanzu from Hinamatsuri. Uh, Hinata Miyake, blanking on that one. Uh, Nadeshiko uh, Kagamihara, which was uh, placed between uh, the face for the mm. universe. And again, my from Rascal, and then Aserpa from... Uh, I, I, yeah, I almost Golden went with Aserpa until I seen Anzu on the list, and Anzu's always going to win. <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking on Hinata. Hinata Miyake. I'm probably going to feel stupid here in a minute. No, she was the one from Place for the New Year's. So who was... No, who's Nadeshko? Maybe that's... Yeah, Nadeshko is what I'm get, not getting right. Uh, oh, <laughs> late back camp. She was adorable. I I love Nadeshko, uh, even though I forgot her name. I'm sorry. Lots of names every year. We remind our listeners that we technically watch 30 plus shows a season, and each one of them has anywhere from seven to 30 characters in each one of them. So come on, you guys are right. So yeah, out of all those, I pushed Anzu, and I would have picked Anzu again if if I give him the chance. So yeah, love her to death. Let's see here. Next one was the best OP, Darling the Franks. Again, I'm not going to go through the rest of the, the songs themselves because um, that's fine. Popting Epic, Darling the Franks, Agratsuko, Jojo Bizarre Adventure, Kakaguriri, and Watakoi. I loved the Watakoi in, uh, intro. I think that was another one that I kind of pushed for, but and I do love Kakaguriri's in, intro, but uh, Darling the Franks, I mean, I, I still listen to that song on a regular basis, so... What was your pick? What would be your pick? Out of those, probably Darlene and the Franks. All right. Uh, the ED. This was probably one of the ones that I kind of shrugged at. I mean, I, I love the epicness of their music, but it just wasn't one of their best. But that was the Attack on Titan Season 3 one, the ED. Uh, they had Fully Coolie Alternative. They had Megalobox, Review Starlight, After the Rain, Attack on Titan Season 3, and Fully Coolie. The only one that I pushed on that one was Megalobox. That's an awesome outro. I love it to death. Again, listen to it on a regular basis still. Uh, but uh, See, I would have went yeah. with Megalobox's OP, but... <laughs> That's EDs. I know. They had Fully Cooly twice, but technically they had two different shows that season, so I don't know why people had a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. It's Pillows. I so probably on. would go with After the Rain on the ED. After the Rain was a fantastic ED. Because Aimer. <laughs> because Aimer. You're you're really digging into my 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 storehouse of old memories. <laughs> trying to here. remember this stuff. Uh, let's see here. Again, Japanese voice actor, of course, Mamoru Miyano was one for that one. Of course, he did his work for uh, um, Zombie Land Saga. I don't have who these are for, so I'm not going to go through that list. Uh, English voice actor, Christopher R. Sabat won for All Might. So congratulations to him. Uh, let's see here. Director Masaki uh, Yuasa won for Devilman Crybaby. 
Again, I'm not a huge fan of Devilman Crybaby. The one that I was kind of pushing for, I believe, was Planet With and March Comes Like a Lion. So I did not technically get my favorite in there. But Planet With, the director, was in the nomination, so I was happy about that. I thought Planet With was an absolute gem of that season, so that was my reason for pushing that one. Uh, let's see here. Best animation, again, was Violet Evergarden. The other ones were... And again, that was a win for me because that was one that I was definitely fighting for. Uh, I did not get Martian Comes on a Lion on that one, even though that was a fantastic uh, second core of the second season. Uh, see here, it was up there with Devilman, Crybaby, Megalobox, Bloom Into You, My Hero Academia Season 3, and A Place for the New Universe. I, if you had my... I think we kind of discussed this in our our deliberations, but in my opinion, Bloomin' to You was beautiful, but not wasn't it wasn't an animation powerhouse at all. Uh, Hero Academia, yes, it, it they just keep high level animation that show all the way through. Place for the Universe, again, like I mentioned in our podcast, it had some amazing moments of animation, especially I think it was what the third, second or third episode, that mm-hmm. whole city scene. But again, Overall, it wasn't an animation masterpiece. It had its moments, it, but it wasn't overall an amazing show. So I was happy. Megalobox, yeah, it had a lot of really cool moments in it. But uh, I'm glad Violet Evergarden won because, again, that's just, you can't beat it. It was movie quality animation in a TV series. Yeah, it I feels almost wrong. I would have definitely went with Violet Evergarden in a heartbeat. That was consistently gorgeous all the way through. That pond jumping scene and stuff gosh i gotta watch that again where's my blu-ray <laughs> let's see here Da-da-da-da. what else we have best film my hero academia two heroes uh people were very upset that maquia was not on there i think they even made a mention of it not being on there in the uh, actual ceremony I'm going to not discuss that, but I have mentioned some ideas to them on resolving things like that. But again, it goes back to the other thing. I don't know what the other judges voted for. They could have loved these other shows and not Maquia. It, it's it's entirely up to judges what they watch and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's My Hero Academia. Of course, a lot of people are going to vote for it. Uh, let's see here. Best character design, uh, Judges Bizarre Adventure, at, uh, Golden Wind. So... Congratulations to them. I'm not a fan of Judge's Bizarre Adventure. I know there's are fans of them. It's perfectly fine. Love it. Good on you. I'm just, it personally is not my taste at all. Uh, the other ones they had on that one was Devilman Crybaby. Again, did not like the visual designs on that one, so I can't follow them on that one. Agatsuko, they're cute designs. I, I will admit that. Violet Evergarden, it's QAnny. So it's that particular design, which I am in favor of. Uh, Megalobox, I did like their a lot of their designs in that one, so I do agree with that one. And Zombie Land Saga, which it people wondered why Zombie Land Saga was on there. Uh, my answer would be they managed to moetify zombies. They they pulled that off. So <laughs> there you go. Another one I kind of started out with trying to nominate was Be the Beginning because if you guys heard my review of that one, that was one of the really cool things about that show is they had fantastic character designs in it. So remember the clown people? No, I don't. You don't remember me talking about the clown people? <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, and of course, anime of the year was given to Devilman Crybaby. Uh, again, I'm not, that's I not me. I, I think I remember you showing me a, a list of 
pictures and I'm, I go, well, that looks interesting, but very different. The, the, the clown characters, quote unquote, clown, the, the antagonist group or whatever you want to call it. They all kind of had a distinct kind of clown look to them. They weren't clowns. They just the face makeup and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, the, just the, the nominees for the anime of the year was still going cry baby, a place for the universe, Megalobox, Violet Evergarden, Himmat Stadium, Zombie Land Saga. I was all for any one of those winning, except for probably Megalobox and Devilman Crybaby. I love Megalobox, but it wasn't anime of the year for me. Um, so, I think of all those, if I had to choose right now, it'd probably be Hinamatsuri. Maybe Zombie yeah, Land Saga. That, that, that's that's frustrating because I I w- didn't we say that when we were doing our top list? It was like okay, <laughs> we always hate it. Always ask me at any mo- moment. I'm changing my my answer. <laughs> They threw some excellent ones in there. Was best uh, con- uh, the best fighting scene, which they gave to All Might and All for One for My, My Hero Academia. I don't know why that was chosen. I would have gone for Deku versus uh, Bakuga. I thought that was a much more intense fight. All for One versus All Might was literally one punch, pretty much. So it was a really cool punch, but it really came down to a single punch. So I don't. I'm not really high on that one. Uh, best continuing series. This is a heartbreaking for me because it seems like they pushed March comes like a lion that one, and I don't know how they thought anybody was gonna beat D- Dragon Ball Super. So it was kind of a, you know, it's like best continuing series, which is gonna be Dragon Ball Super. Well, the winner is Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> is anybody gonna vote for anything but Dragon Ball? I mean, yeah, I did vote for March coming like a lion, but that's that's just me. Sadness. It, I think that all I will say, because again, I'm not going to say anything particularly, but all I will say is the only thing that was the biggest, again, because I'm perfectly fine with whatever wins. This really doesn't matter. It's, it is cool. The winners and people getting that that coolness that they're their best wins. Um, it For me, it's always about highlighting anime. Um, I was upset they removed genres because genres is the best way for them to put highlight shows that normally would not be able to compete with some of these bigger titles like My Hero Academia. Uh, romance, so they can have Bloom Into You and Tata Never Falls in Love. Having a slice of life so you can have shows like Layback Camp, Fighting with a uh, Place for the Universe and whatnot. Having uh, comedy so that Hinamatsuri can go against Asabi Asabase and, and um, Misaboshi Colors and stuff like that that it kind of spreads it out for these titles that normally would not be able to compete in the big grand schemes. They're able to get attention. Um, but like I said, I'm perfectly fine with whatever wins perfectly fine with everything else. My only biggest upset was that Marsh comes like a lion was completely off all the lists. And that was, that was heartbreaking for me because that technically was my anime of the year last year. And to have it like nowhere, but the, 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 the continues was like, okay, I'm already done. <laughs> like I didn't even want to continue. My favorite's not even anywhere. What is this? Uh, yeah, it was it was quite upsetting. And uh, I technically could. I, we technically didn't do uh, best continuing series nominations. I, I'm assuming it's really easy to put that list together because it's the only shows that were continuing through the year. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Watakoi having that in the comedy area. Yeah. Yeah, that was what it is. Like I said, um, I'm happy for the awards. I think the the actual ceremony itself, while I'm kind of mixed on it being a round table, it is. it was a lot more well put together. They did kind of goof around too much with things like a gotcha machine and stuff like that. 
but I think it overall it functioned better. It didn't have all the breaks and the the slides and stuff like that. So they're getting better. They are asking for feedback, and I always appreciate that. Hopefully, they take the feedback seriously. And I basically wrote like a five-page book, so hopefully, they actually read it. <laughs> but like I mentioned to them, it's 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 for the love of this. I I love that they're doing this so much. I love the hard work they put into it, and I want to see them continue doing it because. And I hate seeing the criticism just because it's it's an easy thing to do. And I think there's a there's nothing but positive coming out of it, even if you don't get your favorite shows out there. So yeah, that's the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. There you go. Hopefully they'll bring me in next year. We'll see. <laughs> if we didn't burn that bridge. <laughs> if we didn't burn the bridge. Oh, they also did an interesting icon, uh, industry icon, which was really cool. Um, I think they did that in the previous year and highlighted a voice actor. I'm forgetting who it was. But I really like they do that stuff. They did this year. They did Masahiko Minami, of course, is the uh, president and producer at Bones. So that was really cool. And then I think they actually even had, had him on the stage, which is cool as well. So cool stuff. Another big thing that happened over these last two weeks is Nintendo Direct happened. So, for those that hate game discussions, even though we usually kind of keep it to things that are... We're, we're big fans of things that come out of Japan. Most things that come out of the West, we don't even care about. So, if you're a fan of Japanese games specifically, keep listening. If not, I'll put a timestamp in the, in the show notes for this one so you can skip ahead or whatever. So... Hopefully, you'll be able to skip ahead to something other than this because I don't know if this will go on until the end of the podcast recording. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, Nintendo Direct happened, and I was waiting for this one for a long time because it kind of felt pretty dry. I was getting a little worried about the Switch. Like, okay, you guys did good. Don't start, you know, ignoring the users. I mean, keep making stuff. Don't stop. We had literally very little to know what was coming out this year. Uh, I think the only thing that we were really looking forward to was the Final Fantasy that they were porting over, like 10 yeah. and, and 12. Other than that, I, I had no ideas. I know that Dragon Quest Builders was coming, but that was literally it that I was actually excited I had for. my Ace Attorneys coming. Yeah, there you go. So it was ports happening still. And like I said, I was still excited for Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest Builders too, but we had no date on that one and nothing else. So I was, yeah, like I said, I was getting really scared. And so when they announced that the Direct was coming, I was like... Thank you. You guys better knock this out of the park. And I'm I'm going to be honest here. This was probably the most excited and most amazing Nintendo Direct I've ever seen. Because it, yes, there was certain things in there. Like a lot of the indies, I'm going to admit, I hate indies. Uh, there was a lot of indies that popped up and I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, all right, move on, move on. But after every indie, it was like, boom, here's this, by the way. And I was, like, super hype. I was happy for people for... I'm going to go down the list. Hopefully, I got everything in there that Chris would be interested in. I, I skipped a lot of the indies. Hopefully, you didn't care about the indies. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I put everything in here that besides indies, really. Uh, so, starting from the top, they opened it up with Mario Maker 2. I was excited for everybody because I'm not a fan of it. I don't care about it. But I do know there was a lot of people that were waiting for Mario Maker. And they didn't just port Mario Maker. They basically made a... They enhanced it significantly because they added actual geo-farming so you can make ramps. They uh, they put in a lot of the stuff for the new Mario World stuff. It was the, the, the new Super Mario World, I believe it's called. The one with the cat 
costumes. So they got oh, the yeah. new artworks in there as well. So they improved it a lot. So are you into Mario Maker at all? Only superficially. I don't know that I'd actually ever do it. It's one of those things where when I was a kid, this is yeah. like the thing I wanted. I remember. I remember. <laughs> we, used <to> draw, <laughs> we used to draw this stuff on graph, graph paper. <laughs> and and now that I can actually do it, it's like, well, everybody could do it now. I don't care anymore. <laughs> but it, it was technically a dream of mine back in the day. It just it, now it's like, eh, no, I'm not. I'm not into that. And I don't care to play other people's stuff because it just looks like they just make stuff to make you angry at the world. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but that is coming out in June. I'm excited for everybody that's excited for it. Uh, they announced they're doing a Super Smash Ultimate 3.0 in spring. Uh, not into Smash, so that doesn't affect me at all. Uh, you no? I was a long, long, long time ago. Long, 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 long time ago. Okay, getting into stuff that we're excited about. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Like I said, I love Dragon Quest Builders. I I don't know why I haven't gotten it on the Switch yet, but I I literally imported the Japanese PS4 version because I didn't think they were going to bring it over. And I played that in Japanese because I loved it so much. And Dragon Quest Builders 2 is literally taking that really addictive game and just it's... Now, there was a thought of this that when they first announced Dragon Quest Builders 2, the initial thought that everybody had was like, this is little. It almost felt like Dragon Quest Builders was like, okay, we got to get this thing out. Here's the, here's the concept. I'm not saying that it felt broken. It just felt like it felt like this was the primary because when you see two, it's like everything you wanted is now in it. Like you wanted online, you wanted uh, all these extra feature customization, all this stuff, and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, here's the real game. And it's like, holy crap, I want that now. So I am I'm I had, super hyped for it. I had so much fun with that game. I it I. I, I I did beat it. I I it just was so much fun going from section to section. The quests were absolutely I I I couldn't do them on the Japanese version. The the English version, it was so intuitive. There was so much stuff going on. I I I kind of wish I could have had the recipes from from land to land. I I dabbled in the the end game area, the the true sandbox. It, it just it didn't have the same feel and I don't know why that is. I, I wish I could put my finger on it, but that is technically the place where you could go and do any, uh, recipe you wanted at that point. But <laughs> well, even though I couldn't understand the thing they were saying, the idea that I was building up this town and rescuing people and bringing them back to the town and then fighting off bad guys was why I liked it so much. Mm-hmm. As much as I hated them coming in and destroying half the thing that I spent hours upon hours building. <laughs> the bosses were <laughs> ten times worse. You just hated them so bad. Because the bosses could just knock out big old yeah. hunks of it. It's like, oh no. You're like, I should have screenshot this before I got this fight. So I remember what I did there. Yeah, I stopped making my multi-level uh, yeah. bases after after yeah. that first boss. Was, no, uh, I'm not doing that again, ever again. <laughs> I was starting to do that. And then I'm like, yeah, that could be bad. I'm just going to stick with single. <laughs> Even though I was running out of space. But no, I'm I'm super excited. I There's nothing more exciting than the idea that having something that was so addictive and now you can play with somebody else. Now, I'm curious, and I don't know that they technically verified it, but I'm curious to if when if you can do, like, the story mode stuff with co-op. Because they did say they do online and co-op. 
now I'm I'm like I said I'm curious if there's like a Minecraft type of layout where it's just open world, have all of your friends come in together and build kind of like Minecraft, and then they'll have the story mode where you just bring your friends in and and do the story content. I'm curious how that's gonna play out because that would be, like I said, I'm more into that whole the story mode stuff and building it that way. But again, having a bunch of friends in there it could change that completely. Just going out there and adventuring and uh, all that stuff is just I'm I'm super jazzed. Yeah, wait. This is so much fun. I can't wait to do it. A map. They technically had a map in the other one. Never mind. Yeah. No, I do technically do have to. I technically do have to get the other one because then you get like all the stuff from the previous one, like the throne and the and the old suit. I'm gonna buy it anyways. Excited. That's coming out in July twelfth. So not too far. Well, all this stuff is in July. (laughs) That's what sucked too. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. This is another one I'm super hyped for because I didn't buy it on PS4 and I really badly wanted to. And I'm glad I waited because this is like literally the definitive edition. So for those that were that actually played Dragon Quest Eleven, this is Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an, an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. So long super title. It's releasing in fall. Uh, they're going to have this. Is what's really cool because I noticed it in the the trailer but i wasn't i wasn't positive it if it wasn't included in the ps4 version and then i remembered it was because it was in the 3ds version uh, but essentially in the 3ds version of the game you could play it in, in 16-bit so the switch version will have the 16-bit mode that you can switch it to so it's overhead old school snes days looking game or you can switch back to the full-on you know 3d effect whatever uh, they're going to have new field battle music, and they said that you can change it on the fly. Uh, they're going to have Japanese and English voice acting, which I don't know that the PS4 version had. And they're going to have new character story. They're going to have new stories and have a lot of them focus on the characters individually. So more more character stuff. So that's cool. Super hype. Definitely going to buy it. It's too far away. <laughs> so yeah. Hopefully by fall, I'll be done with, with Dragon Quest Builders 2. Probably not. So, uh, other stuff, not too interesting, but I do want to mention it. New uh, Star Fox DLC for Starlink, so cool stuff in April. Uh, Rune Factory 4, special. Kind of interested in this. It's going to be releasing later this year. I dabbled in one of the Rune Factories. Um, it is kind of one of those ones where when you get into crops and stuff like that, I usually kind of lose interest, but mm-hmm. I did like the anime style to it and the whole, uh, you know, picking a waifu and marrying him and stuff like that. So cool stuff. Uh, they also announced that Rune Factory 5 was in development, so cool. Uh, some of the more interesting stuff here, we have uh, Oninaki was announced by Square Enix for summer 2019, and this is from the makers of I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere. So if you play those games, which I don't know why I haven't been able to buy them yet, I want to get the physical of I Am Setsuna, <laughs> and it's getting kind of hard to get. Uh, but anyways, the idea is to prevent the lost souls from becoming monsters. So uh, it's kind of going, it, it kind of had this whole thing where you're walking out in the forest and then it switches kind of a weird, uh, it changes the color tone of the area. And it's, I'm guessing you going into the spiritual realm and then you're able to help the lost souls again before they kind of turn to monsters and you have to fight them. Uh, they said something about the fact that you can utilize the souls that you help to unleash different powers for your character, so you can select them on the fly and change how you attack. It's going to be an action RPG. Um, it looked really cool. Visually, I like the style of it, so 
probably going to look at it when it comes out. So, did you did it catch your interest at all? Do you remember which one that was? Uh, no, I, I just it being Square Enix probably is the only thing that would lean towards me being interested in it. So I'm, I just love the visual style. I I really like this initiative that Square Enix has done, and they they did it with uh, I am Setsuna. Um, they did it with um, uh, the what was it called Last Fear, whatever it's called. They did it with uh, blanking all these names. The one that you bought me. Octopath Traveler, my gosh. So yeah, that's. Uh, but they've they've had this initiative recently, and they they kind of announced it when they initially was kind of it was one of the one of the E threes, and I'm like, I'm all for it. I want them to get back to those roots of JRPGs. I'm glad that people are showing them that these are games they want. Keep making them. Bring Bravely Default to the Switch. All that kind of stuff. And <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, see here, they also did Yoshi's Crafted World. They announced that there was a demo available now and that there was releasing on March 29th. Not my thing. It does look a lot like the, um, the, the crafty game on the PS3 they stopped making. Little Big Planet. It looked kind of like that. I wasn't interested in Yoshi. I'm interested more in, uh, the Toad Treasure guy. Toad Trackers? I didn't even put it on the list because I didn't think he cared. <laughs> I, I care about Toad more than I do Yoshi. Yoshi is not working for me. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, they did a lot of announcements on that, or a lot of uh, screen time on that one. They did announce beforehand they were going to do a lot of stuff with Three Houses. Uh, they announced that it was going to be July 26th, which sucks because they said that initially it was going to be in spring, so can't argue because you want them to put all the effort into it, get all the bugs out, so... Uh, they kind of mentioned the fact that it's, of course, going to be about three large nations. They have an officer's academy that's kind of centered between all of them. Uh, you're going to get to choose between the Black Eagle's house, Blue Lion's house, or the Golden Deer house. Uh, you're going to pick one of the students from one of those houses and uh, be their their sensei or whatever. And the story is going to branch depending on who you decide to be your pupils. So. I'm... It sucks because when they first announced it, I was kind of hype, and then I'm just I'm slowly dwindling away over time. So maybe when it comes out, they'll be praising reviews on it, and I'll probably get hyped for it again. But right now, it's like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. I especially hate the branching stories things. Like, just tell one story, please. Oh well. Excited for Fire Emblem still. Yes, I, 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 yeah, I, I want to get back into Fire Emblem. I liked the the one that we played, so. Uh, they had the director for, I think it was the director for Demon X Machina that was on there. They announced that there was a demon, or a demon, a demo releasing immediately, and that they wanted feedback from uh, players, and that they were releasing it in summer 2019. Still think that's cool. I missed out. I haven't downloaded the demo yet, but I do want to. It still looks really cool. I love the style of it. Uh, they announced Grid Autosport for summer 2019. I'm happy to see more racing games on the Switch because it seems like there's kind of a lack thereof. F-Zero, please, eventually. <laughs> uh, they announced uh, Hellblade. Uh, Sinua's Sacrifice was coming to Switch. Was I only put it on here because it's really kind of out of nowhere. I really didn't see that coming. So Was that the one that looked a lot like uh, Castlevania? No, that's blood. What was it called? Blood. Uh, blood rain? Not blood rain. 
No, it's not the Castlevania one. Okay. That's the one that was, uh, everybody thought it was a sequel to Ninja Theory's game that was in release originally, Heaven's, Heaven's Sword, Heavenly Sword, because it had a character that looked exactly like the character from Heavenly Sword. I don't know if everybody, anybody ever confirmed that it was actually the character from Heavenly Sword or not. I really loved Heavenly Sword, by the way. That was an amazing game. It needs to come back eventually. But yeah, it's kind of like a, they basically hired a bunch of people that are like really uh, knowledgeable and um, like psychiatrists and stuff. So they can, they, they basically went into the mind of this character and it's really kind of trippy in that regard. So it's very psychological of a storytelling, apparently. So yeah, uh, they also announced Mortal Kombat 11 is coming in April 23rd. Assassin's Creed Definitive Edition on May 21st, which is going to include the Liberations Remastered, which was the Vita game that I played that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> it was all right. I never finished it because I got tired of it. Uh, that was one of those ones where, why three? Why not four? Uh, I did want to go back and play three, but it I don't know if it was a footage kind of broke, but even in the stream afterwards, they had like a choppiness to it. So I'm hoping that's not from the actual gameplay that it's stuttery that it's voice chat was saying that it was actually in the stream. It wasn't actually the show, the game itself. Okay, good. <laughs> Cause it was like literally like it couldn't have been that bad. No way they would have let that pass. So yeah. Cool stuff though. Like I said, I, I kind of wanted to play that game. Um, I would have suggested them to do four because that was a more widely accepted game. But anyway, uh, they announced that Final Fantasy VII. This was kind of weird because I don't know where they're like rapid fire. Final Fantasy VII coming on March 26th. Chocolate Mystery Dungeon. Everybody is coming on. It's like they just within like five seconds announced all the Final Fantasy games. Uh, but yeah, Chocolate Mystery Dungeon. Everybody. That was what I missed out on. I kind of want to play it because it is a Final Fantasy. It is. It is a Square Enix tactical game, and they do have the Chuckaboos can be different classes. And so I'm like, is this like, if you want Final Fantasy Tactics, play this? It so looks actually it. kind of like a remix of Azure Dreams. Do you remember that? I remember we the played one, a bunch, but I never played it. I loved it. It was where you went up into the monster tower and, and got, you could capture the monsters and they'd fight for you and stuff like that. It's kind of like that, it, what it looked like to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of checking it out. So I'm, I'm not sure. But that's coming in March 20th. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, they said, hey, by the way, it's there now, so you can download Final Fantasy IX now. Oh, you really got to buy that already. <laughs> Just get it out of the way. You're playing Disgaea 5. You got to finish that first. <laughs> uh, now, here is... If you ask me, Andrew, what was the biggest thing in the direct? Like the the moment that my jaw dropped, I was hooked. My eyeballs would not leave the screen. I was literally holding back, screaming like a schoolgirl. Astral Chain popped up on the stream, and we didn't know what the hell this was. Now, through the entire thing, I was going, "This better be Platinum Games." I hope this is not some no name studio making this because it's very high action. It's very hack and slash weird mechanics to the fighting it's very all over the place on different mechanics uh it looked really anime uh cyberpunk uh futuristic kind of setting i was hooked on it glued to the screen and sure enough it popped up the screen platinum games it had the creators of uh near automata and bayonetta was on the screen and then they had august 30 date which i'm like yeah I wanted this sooner because I'm so super hype right now for this. 
but it was it was an incredible it was an incredible trailer and like i said i'm super super hyped for it like i said that was probably the my moment of the show right there agree disagree i thought it looked great that's a lot of great yeah, like you can ride a wolf. My moment, my moment, motorcycle stuff and crazy chaining them up as the title would lead. It, it does look interesting. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. It's just it wasn't my moment of the. <laughs> now, see, no, I wanted to get into Bayonetta, never did, and I just missed the ship train on that one. Uh, I missed the near Automata train. I still want to go back and play that. Uh, so this was my moment of like okay, the new IP, I can jump into this without knowing anything else. I am can get a full perspective on on uh, Platinum Games. I mean, I've played Platinum Games, but I have not ever actually bought the games and, and finished them. So, And I know that they just they work well. They play it. Now, they technically have had their moments, but for the most part, they are well-known for quality. And I think this is probably... Will be really cool. I don't know if it's going to be exclusive. I know a lot of people were mentioning it might be exclusive. I didn't. They didn't say anything like that. So we'll see. They did announce that uh, Bayonetta three is still in production. So still to come. Look, you can ride a you can ride a a, a robot wolf. Yeah, I think it looks cool. <laughs> what did, part of I think it looks cool? Don't you get? You're like, well, that's not my moment. Of the show. It wasn't my moment. My moment is coming up. Yeah, I guess so. They also announced Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake. <laughs> this is really cool, okay? I, I I really, really enjoyed that game. I, I had a lot of fun with it, and to finally see it off of a Game Boy and actually get a full uh, kind of 3D-ish look, it, it was really exciting for me. I really, really liked that, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, and a lot of people are mixed on the art style. It is technically taking that similar look as the uh, 3DS uh, Link of the Past. I forget what the, the new one was called. But yeah, um, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening 2019 release. What that was another surprising thing was like, out of nowhere, here's the game. Holy crap, everybody's freaking out. And by the way, it's 2019. Hopefully they won't delay it to 2020, but we'll see. I, I think it's not to discredit it. It does look simple enough that it could be something they can release quickly. But it's cool. It's one of those things that shows, with things like Astral Chain and Link's Awakening, it just shows that Nintendo, out of all these companies, is still can keep this stuff out under wraps to have that come out as far in development as they are and go, here it is, boom, by the way. Excited for it. It's coming out this year. Uh, definitely a nice alternative to a lot of these other companies that like to reveal shows that don't come out for five years. So. <laughs> like I said, Really a fantastic Nintendo Direct. Um, it definitely re-sparked my hope for the Switch, and I cannot wait for a lot of these games to come out, because my wall doesn't, but... Yeah. It's like... It's, it, Nintendo is like the anaplex of video games, because you have to buy the games at $60. <laughs> There's a few of that, some reason, they drop down in price, but it's always a fear of waiting for them to drop down in price when there are more obscure titles, because you're afraid they'll go out of stock. And then be really crazy in price, but most, like, all the first parties and, and second party, or not first parties, second parties, most of the first party titles, you, like, you have to buy it now, or it's always going to be $60. Don't well, bother it with might it. might have been Dragon Quest 2. Both of them were really good moments for me. Well, the thing with Dragon Quest 2 is, like, everything they had in there, I already knew. Like, I already knew there was going to be online. I already knew there was going to be 
uh, all this new customization. It's just, it was kind of one of those things of, well, here's another trailer for it. Which, again, I'm super excited for. And they got announced a release date. That's another cool thing about it, but... That was that astral chain was just kind of out of nowhere. That's that's the reason why it really punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, that's that's all the news and all the stuff that I want to cover. I, I guess we do have time for some to finally get some community questions. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, never mind, we're done. I'm kidding. All right, we have uh, Full Metal Simpai. Let's see here. We're on the fourth paragraph on this one. Let's see here. I found most personal scoring systems very straightforward, but how do you all differentiate between the extremes? Uh, what makes a nine and nine? Did we do this question already? I think we did I this don't, one already. I don't remember. Uh, do you all have critically acclaimed series that you don't like? Are you, much like me, used to talk about uh, <laughs> Taking fact for it. For example, I'm not a fan of uh, Shinseki Yori. You're a monster. <laughs> Aldous uh, Huxley is one of my favorite writers, and I found it much too close to Brave New World. Uh, normally, this is an issue for me until our pal Ayu uh, spent a good four hours talking to me about it. It gave me a strange rever- uh, reverence for the show that I don't particularly like even now. I guess I'm rambling now, but final question. Ever had a long conversation that changed your perception of a series? Um, no, the first question, do y'all have a critically acclaimed series that you don't like? Uh, Devilman Crybaby. <laughs> uh, trying to think of other ones. I, mine's easy. Like I said, Footy Cootie. I, Pop everybody loves that show and I cannot stand it. Pop Team Epic. What else was the big ones that everybody loved that I did not get along with? I still need to go and watch the ne- the, the newer ones. Newer one what? The newer Fudikuris. Or did you even watch them? I know you uh, recorded I, them. I recorded some of them, and they kind of... I don't know. I was trying to get them on the website, and there was some weird thing with the website, so I never did finish it. So JoJo's? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Just haven't got a chance to watch it. Uh, I, the only thing I can say about that show is the, the character designs don't work for me, but I have not watched it. I, I'd assume it's going to be a fantastic show. I just have not had time yet. No, I think the only one I can think of off the top of my head is going to be Devilman Crybaby and, and Pop Team Epic. Those are... Uh, what was it? Yuri Yuri? Was that the was that the Moe show? I'm thinking of the short that's like really loud and obnoxious. I'm not thinking of the cute Moe one. Whichever one of that one is, I, I didn't didn't follow that one either, so... That's the only one I can think of. As for a long conversation that changed your perception of the series, uh, going right back to it, Devilman Crybaby, with as much hype as people gave that one, especially during the awards ceremony and stuff, it's like, I almost want to go back and give another shot. There was, another, there was also another show that Sneka was pushing me to go take another look at. Which one was that? It didn't work for me, and he... he kind of kept pushing me and I, I was going to go take another look at it just to see if it my mind changed on it but I can't I'm blanking on it so obviously I've forgotten about that <laughs> sorry Neko <laughs> uh, which one was it I know I got you to go back to well at least read the manga for um, for Flowers of Evil and you changed a lot on that one yeah, but that was not really a hatred for it. It was just kind of like, I no, this style doesn't work for me. I'm going to not give it a shot. Even though you kept saying to watch it, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of do want to watch it. I just, I don't know that I want to... 
It was the rotoscope. The rotoscope was literally the only thing that was holding back on it. It wasn't necessarily that I thought it was a bad story or anything like that. I I really wanted to, I really want to stick it through. So, yeah. Uh, I guess, well, I don't know. I don't know that I was necessarily opposed to that. I was thinking of um, the K series. I was, wasn't necessarily opposed to it. It just didn't, didn't catch me at first. A lot of the food porn shows, I, it bothers me that there's just so much hype around them a lot of the time whenever they're airing, and they never work for me. And that's always a huge struggle for me. Like, there was the the few one, and there was the... Um, I just had one on my screen. I totally f- should have mentioned it. <laughs> Every time I'm like, well, I'll just skim through our reviews really quickly and see if I can spot something. And it's like, oh, that's right. We've literally reviewed... 900 some shows so that's gonna take a long time to scroll through all that stuff oh but yeah i a lot i want to say my biggest weakness is probably going to be the food shows i i want to like them and there's like i said there's always that kind of hype that's around them and it just never it never every time i try it never works for me i do want to go back and watch the kafuku graffiti just because i it's it's one of those ones where you kind of look back at it and go, oh, yeah, that's right, Shaft. I really like Shaft. I kind of want to put that in my completed list because <laughs> it is Shaft. Uh, completionist element there. It just... Cheer Boys was critically acclaimed, and we did not... <laughs> nobody talked about that one. <laughs> Literally nobody talked about that one. I'm trying to focus my mind on things that are, like, huge. Oh, I know a good way to check. Well, there's actually two ways to check on my enemy list. I can either look at my lowest scored stuff, or I can just go to the top anime of all time on my enemy list. <laughs> I love that Martian like a lioness. Gatchaman Crowds was one of those that we kind of, it was in this weird place for a long time where we kind of ignored it. And then when we went ahead and checked it out, we got really hot on it. I was hoping I find something in the top list of my enemy list that I don't like, and I'm I like all of it. Oh, there you go, boom, <laughs> Gurren Lagann. I have tried to watch that show so many damn times. Kill a kill. I've tried to watch it. I I finally watched it. Technically, you just all don't believe me. Uh, <laughs> but Kill a Kill and Gurren Lagann are like those ones that everybody is super high on, and it took me forever to finish Kill a Kill, and I still wasn't super high on it, and. Again, Garn Lagan, I've literally tried to watch that a million times. Similarly, uh, both technically similar people working on them. So I guess that's the draw there. It just, it never works for me. And I try and I try and I try. I'm sorry. But again, there's one of those ones where people keep hyping it up and I'm keep going, ah, maybe I should change my mind on it. Maybe I finally should go watch it. And I don't. Um, ping pong animation is similarly to the the issues that I had with Flowers of Evil, just the style rubbing the wrong way initially, and I never did go back and watch it. So, not necessarily that it's a it's a bad show. Oh, Promise Neverland's pretty high already. <laughs> I guess that's just how the system works. No, 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 I'm happy to see that one up there too. Uh, Aria, that was another one that a lot of people talked about, and it finally pushed me to go watch. I watched this the first season. Um, maybe a little in the second season. But that was one that technically the Otaku Spirit forums back in the day, uh, they just kept talking about it. I'm like, I really need to go watch that. And I finally, like I said, I went and finally watched the, 
the first season. I just haven't gotten around to finishing the rest of it. So I think that's enough. I, th- I think we hit plenty of them. Uh, I'm still working on Mob Psycho. There's a lot that I like about it, though. So, Anyways, I guess that finishes out Full Metal Simp. Finally, we finished Full Metal Senpai's questions. Uh, let's see if this next one's a quick one. Yeah, this is a quick one. Uh, Seth Amaha said, rapid fire question time. Name the favorite characters uh, from each throat. Uh, yeah, I'll give mine as well, so you uh, you may add to this as you see fit. Uh, your favorite Sundere. Um, I'll go over into Sokka. I'll go to Taiga. Let's see here. Yandere. I guess Yunagasai. I can't really think of any other Yandere's oh. that really jump out in my mind. You'd probably go with the girl from Day Live, I'm assuming. Day Day Live. Yeah. yeah. Kur- was it Kurumi? Kur- Kurumi, I think. I think it's Kurumi. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> I did like the Rem moments that seemed pretty Yandere from <laughs> Zero. <laughs> kind of seemed pretty Yandere at times. I, again, I can't I can't really think of many. Yandere's are hard to remember. Because oftentimes they're either too subtle they're or just very, too crazy. They're very, very rare. Uh, let's see here. Your favorite Kudere. I'm not a big fan of Kudere, so I don't know. I love them. I don't care. Kudere's and Dondere's are just not in my head at ever. <laughs> he's got uh, Seth Amaha, I forgot to mention. He's, he he chose Ren Sasaka. I'm guessing Ren Sasaka. <laughs> I don't know if there's another Ren uh, Sundere. I do also like, uh, of course, um, Evangelion Asuka. So. She was one of my originals. Ooh, Kuroneko. Kudere. Yeah, he's got Kuroneko on there for Orimo. Oh, I was saying, well, yeah, that, that she, oh my gosh. You, you just ruined me, Seth. I was thinking uh, Kuroneko from High School DxD, but oh, I actually yeah. think that might, uh, Kuroneko is always a win in my book. So, but she's, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to go with that. I think you won, won there, Seth. As Onesan, he put uh, Akane Kawada from Flying Witch because she's fun to have around. Um, Onesan. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, uh, Congo. There you go. Congo. Congo, <laughs> Congo. She was. I I, I love I, I love my Onesans, and it's again I'm having trouble remembering. This is one of those ones I wish I kind of did a pre write up because it's hard to remember a lot of these titles, but um. That's again in rapid fire. That's the one that popped in my head. I guess. I guess that's the concept here. It's the stuff that pops in your head, and that's the one that pops in my head. So, um, did you pick one? Yeah, I would have to go with Congo because it's they're they're actually kind of rare as well. No, I I think there's a lot of them. It's it's the ones that always stand up. None of them that stand out to me. I mean, well, the thing I the the again Congo is not necessarily. A sister. It's just that she's that that sisterly big type. sister character, yeah. And those are the ones I'm always drawn to. Whenever there's one that pops up, it's like, oh my gosh, I love this character. So yeah, I guess they are technically rare because they do stand out when they are there. But every group seems to have that one that ends up being the more mature that just kind of grabs the other characters and, and embrace them. So, and finally, he has mother. He has Emiya Shiro because he's practically a mother. <laughs> he <has> noted <laughs> everyone in the game, anime, manga that he even exists in. Um, mothers. Oh, I'm trying to think. One's back there. 
I'm, I'm immediately thinking like mom that sacrifices everything uh, in some situation. I would either wolf go children, with wolf children, or the yeah. one from um, from the the guy who goes back in time. The guy that goes back in time. The flower. The butterfly. oh, erased. Yeah, erased. yeah. There you go. Yeah, that mom was, especially when you have that whole sequence where it shows what she's been doing. Man, that hurt. All right. Well, that's it. Again, thanks uh, Seth Amaha and Full Metal uh, Senpai for all these questions. And we thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoy this run through of the news. That seems important to us. Again, we're at TakuSpear.com. and go there for Amy Noon. All great community forums at the top. Social media links right side and all that good stuff. And y'all take care. Os. Today with you.